Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Welcome into the Hybrid Dive Podcast. This is your host, Dylan Scott, and I'm here today with a man who, he really exemplifies the next man up mentality, and he had to show that pretty recently at the High Rocks World Championships where, I don't know, 15 minutes before go time, they said, hey, James Kelly, guess what? You were 16th man. Now you're 15th man. It's time to go race. And he came out and raced a stellar, stellar race, and I'm going to let him tell his story on this, but coming from, you know, 10 hours ahead, Wherever you are right now in the world, brother, how are you doing today? How are you, Scotty? Thanks for that introduction, mate. Um, great, great to be here, mate. It's been a um, long time coming. I've always uh, loved your um, your podcast and how and how you go about it. So it's been great to um, actually get this going. Um, I'm in, I'm in Brisbane, Australia. Okay. Um, so that's where I'm from. Um, and here for another couple months, but um, it is. 8.36 p.m., sorry, 8.36 a.m. on a Monday morning, drinking my first cup of coffee. Um, and, yeah, mate, looking forward for uh, looking forward for our chat, mate. Yeah, so let's, uh, you know, before we get into to everything that went down, you know, probably a month and a half ago, let's get into what really got you started for the sport. That's where I like to go with everybody, figure out, like, you know, what was it that first, hey, James, like, all right, we're going to get that heart rate up. It's time to start working. When did that come yeah. into the core for you? I guess um I guess my story, mate, is um I got brought up um just very competitive uh with all facets of life, I guess. I, I was in a very competitive family with my just one sister actually, and um played a lot of sports, played played everything I like under the sun here in Australia. And um I wasn't necessarily like great at any of those sports. I was I was solid at at most of them, um, but not great. And um, I uh, I got stuck into some like cross solid cross country running uh, in in my high school. And um, I think due to the fact that I um, was solid at that, and also I, I had a really good coach um, at the time who really understood me and and how I kind of um, operate and how I kind of like view things. Um, I really, uh, I really enjoyed the the uh, the hurt and the the long distance suffering, um, and so on and so forth. Um, played a lot of um, played a lot of lot of Australian rules football after school, and also kept up my running. Uh, did six marathons in the space of two years, um, and then dived into like a lot of the functional fitness competitions here in Australia. Um, to then find High Rocks about not even um, a year ago. It was my first High Rocks was only uh, 10 months ago in Birmingham. And um, 
And, mate, you know, like I, I look back at my first Hyrox 10 months ago in Birmingham and, and, and to think that I've, I've done what I've done this year um, since then is just crazy um, because I'll be confident to say, like, I've, I've just started in this sport. Um, but, like, kind of to go on back to your question, though, like I, I'm so um, excited about this sport, Hyrox, um, hybrid racing, let's just call it, because um, I was talking to my mate about it, like, it's the only sport that I've not the only sport, but I've I've I'm so hooked on it because um it's one of the only sports that I've done that um it's all about hard work. Yes, there's skills and yes, there's um um uh there's abilities that that some people can 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 have better than others, but at the end of the day, when it comes down to race day, you get found out. If you haven't done the work and my philosophy my persona for my whole life is work hard like it's all about work ethic um that's why i love you mate because everyone that knows you mate it's it's all about you're, you're all about just putting in the work um so that's kind of like my my big answer i hope i answered it but i just love it because like if you haven't done the work Hyrox specifically, a Hyrox race won't lie to you. Like, no, you'll get found out. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, really, you you took the you took the question the entire route. You went from like, all right, I, I started in a competitive family, and then yes. you know, talking about the whole aspect of I was kind of good at stuff, but I was never great in anything. Mm. I think people who are like that really, really love sports that are heavily contingent on hard work because yeah. whenever you find something that you know when, when somebody's really special at something they have like a talent for it early on it comes pretty easy to them um absolutely and that's why you can see a lot of young athletes who are like super successful early on fall off because they don't get that hard work part of it they're like dude i've just been beating the brakes off people since i was six and now yeah. i'm 20 and shit like now i can't keep up like i'm gonna have to put in a heck of a lot of work but I've always had talent. But the people who are like, dude, I was never that good, but I could always keep my edge and be there as long as I just was willing to put my nose to the grindstone. Those people love a sport where it's like, it's a capacity thing. Will you work your butt off? Yeah. yeah. So, and go ahead. And like, that's the, and I was, I was talking to my partner, Georgie, about this yesterday. That's like, um, like at the end of the day, you are the only one that knows how much you're putting into something. Like, like I, I, you know, uh, coach a lot of hot hybrid fitness athletes now, and and I tell them that yeah, like I get the data of their workouts and I can see what they do. But at the end of the and 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 I can I can measure that or I can measure their 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 progress and and the the workout that they've done by simply going okay yeah that's a solid workout you've done well you worked hard at the end of the day they are the only ones that know if they worked hard like intrinsically you are the only one that knows that you've uh prioritized you know um first of all pro like prioritized 
training and prioritize actually the work itself and then ultimately like in the in in the actual training session or or race or whatever you're doing you're the only one that knows if you've you know put the throttle down or um or actually like slowed down so um that's what i got that's what i got kind of addicted to is like the internal competition with myself for so long i just love it yeah and and so looking back i'm guessing you said you had one sister i i'm gonna assume older correct mate well i'm gonna assume i just because you said if you grew up in a competitive household with a with a sister you were competitive with your older sister nobody's competitive with their younger sister <laughs> yeah true yeah no it's true like i've never once i've got two younger sisters i've never once been like but uh about to show them up like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's never been that yeah. so i i was yeah. like, he definitely had an older sister that was uh and like what were your parents like what were their kind of routes with sports did they bring that in the home or was it just yeah like that my my father's a very um very competitive man in all facets of life as well my mum is a typical mum who um whether or not I came first or last, it didn't matter. Um, at the end of the day, she loved me for who I am. And so did dad. But we got a lot of um, competitive drive and I guess like mentality behind dad's kind of um, dad's kind of um, love for competition himself. Um, so, you know, my father was a, was a cricketer. Um, he played, you know, very solid A-grade cricket here in Australia. And he also ran. He was a marathon runner, uh, did a few sub three-hour marathons back in his day. So um, so on and so forth. I, you know, obviously uh, had some really good running genetics, let's just say, number one. But also, like, he also told me very early on that, you know, the marathon, let's just, like, like take that as an example the marathon doesn't lie if you haven't done the work um on marathon day well you know you're gonna get spat out so yeah so but my mom is it's it's funny um you you bring up like my my parents i saw mum yesterday and you know i'm 29 years of age and she still like sees me as a five-year-old child and and just wants me like um wants me to be you know as uh as happy and um and she would do anything for me still and and i absolutely love her so um yeah no we'll my my sister and i were very blessed to get brought up in the family that we we did and um and it's funny my sister and and my relationship um is still so competitive now so the other day my sister ran the gold the gold coast half marathon okay and um i know i knew for a fact that she, i i knew deep down that she was she was gonna try to do a a solid 152 or 153 um and uh i ended up betting her that um if she went sub 152 i would shave my head so the story goes is that the and and i i honestly like can actually see her and vi vi i can visualize this that the whole half marathon she would have been thinking about 
my shaved head the whole time. So consequently, she ended up doing like a 149, and then that's why I'm pretty much bald now. <laughs> that's like, the entire time. You know how people have like raise mantras? Um, yeah. You know, they're just like, go like, you know, you got your you got your go one more. You're like, do it for who? Hers is just... <laughs> James's bald head. James's bald, bald head. head. Exactly. <laughs> like, man. She's just yeah. chanting that ten miles deep. Yeah. They're like, "What is wrong with her?" They're like, "Don't worry about it. She's fine." Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So no, it's uh, it's it's been great to have uh, have that competitiveness with with a sister, you know. So and 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 so you take that. You said that you got into cross country running. Um. And I know that just it wasn't that long ago they actually had the World Cross Country Championships down in Australia. Yeah. And uh yep. they had in Perth. Can't remember mm-hmm. where exactly that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Perth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They had a good that was a good good watch down there. Um hmm. I I enjoy, you know, track and field, cross country across the board. So yeah. Um yeah. That were you somebody within your like high school team that was front of the pack kind of guy? You were the leader? Were you somebody that was kind of like um within the mix of the top five who were scoring? Like, where were you slated within that group? I was, like, to answer the question very simply, I was second. I was second at my high school, like, pretty much from 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 grade or year year eight to grade 12 when I finished. And, uh, and um, that was due to the fact that I had uh, a guy who I was trying to chase down my whole high school career um, that was just like born to run, and um, I, I look back at that now. Like I like, and this is my mentality. And I was, I was grade eight, so I was twelve years of age when I kind of started taking my running seriously, and so did he. But um, this guy, like, he didn't train like half as hard as I did, and he still won. Um, he'd be he'd be you know out the night before you know a championship. And I'd be like focused and doing everything that I can, and then he'd he'd turn around and and still beat me, you know. And and you know I I can like laugh at that now because, um, you know, at the time it would aggravate me that I would I was uh, still coming second. But um, man, like as you said earlier. Like um, that mentality and and that work ethic that I kind of got brought up with, and and due to the fact that um, I had to do that early on to actually be as good a, to to be salt to be a solid runner um, has has put me in good stead for my my career to date now with my running with my. Uh, functional fitness activities that I've done um, with my Aussie rules um, career, like Australian rules football, Scotty. I don't know if you know a lot about it, but I don't. It's a yeah, it, it's a very um, it's a very athletic um, sport uh, to the point. Like just to give you some guidance, there's some there's some athletes and there's some people that run about twenty kilometers in a game. Okay, decent amount. And it's not just yeah, and it's not just running. You know, zone two. It's um, it's threshold work. It's it's sprints. Um, obviously, it's it's tackling. It's you know, getting up, getting tackled, etc. So it's very like um, anaerobic um, and and power output. So 
after school, I, I played five or six years of solid Aussie rules here. Um, and um, I was always, oh, I always had to work harder than, than most to make the team. Um, and I was known for that. I, I was really known for like loving, loving the extra work. Um, and, um, you know, that's, you know, three or four years ago now. And, and now, uh, jumping into the hot, the hybrid fitness space. Well, I've, I've found a sport that, as we just discussed, like, you know, it doesn't lie to you. And, um, and, uh, you know, you, you would understand that, that you kind of can play, um, you can kind of can play games in your head about, um, how much work is too much work versus how much work is too too less as well. So that's something that I've been trying to work out myself since the World Champs, actually. So it's it's interesting, yeah. Yeah. So so we're looking at your 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 Aussie rules football career. That started around what point? You were were you playing that through high school and then you progressed that on into university did you go to university i don't yeah so i played so uh at, in high school i was a runner um more so cross country than track um and then also an aussie rules player and they they worked hand in hand together mate because um as i just said some aussie rules athletes are running about 15 to 20 kilometers a, a game so due due to that I was able to um, get solid training in for my running, and also my running was really good training for my for my Aussie rules. And, and give um, me an idea, like how long is how long is a match? Like how many men are on the field? I, I take that it's similar to rugby and similar to American football, but I'm I'm not. It's it's similar, but so different, mate. Because there's so there's 18 players per side on the ground at a time. It's on an oval pitch, um, 30 minute quarters. So it's a two hour match. It's a long game. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I played a position that was in, in the midfield, which ultimately was one of the, yeah, just, just back and forth, mate. And, um, you know, I was like, I'll be honest with you. I was the only guy, um, that like never came off the field. Um, and I was known for that because I was able to just continue and, 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 and run out the game. Um, so, um, I played that, I played that until two years ago, two years ago, I, I, uh, gave it up and, um, and that was just to do with, you know, priorities in life and, and, uh, you know, getting into other, you know, uh, sports, etc. Um, but I guess, um, that, uh that team sport um and 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 camaraderie of playing in a team geez like i still i still value that and um my my aussie rules career let's just say was great about because of the solid mates that i made and um and the memories that i had and um yeah so um yeah, it was a it was a great experience, and who knows, I might end up going back for a, a few seasons. So. I mean, you're you're 29. That's not you're you you got you've got time. It's not a question that say you went back yeah. at 31. I mean, 
I don't know what kind of uh, what kind of player you were from a crazy standpoint. Like you're like, yeah, I love the paint. Were you the kind of crazy that just loved the continual grind, or do you like I like to fucking hit people? Nah, it was it was it was actually to to be fair, I was more of a just continual grind more than like the actual like um yeah yeah same here like and even to the point where I remember during games I would be thinking to myself how much run and how much effort can I put in more than others um it was not oh how much can I flatten a guy I was never like I was never like I don't know I was I was I was a solid tackler and and my defense was solid but I was just all about like how much how much run can I can I endure here? Um and I'd get off uh when the final of siren um and uh, like went. I'd my reflection of games would just be like, oh my god, I'm so out of like out of my feet um that I'd be so, you know, happy with that internally. Not oh if I kicked a goal or anything. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, you really just valued getting the most out of yourself effort-wise. And effort. yeah. All about the effort. Yeah. And that's like that's interesting because um I think about I think about fighters, all right? And UFC fighters, MMA across the board. They always say like not everybody's meant to be a fighter because not everybody like has that in them that they want to hurt people. Like yeah. there are sports like football, like Ozzy Rules football, like rugby. Where you've got your guys that are just known for they just crack, and you can see that look in their eye. They're crazy. They're like, yeah, I create yeah, you contact. Can. And then you yeah. have other people who are like, I love effort and I love pain, but it's different. I don't want to inflict it on somebody else. Like, yeah. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, maybe you could say there's something wrong with that if we're a violent person who's like middle of the day, like I just want to hit somebody. I'd be like, whoa, chill, brother. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not now we're we're at Costco like let's bring it down a little bit. <laughs> but um but yeah you you've got people who love the feeling of just all out intense effort and what that brings to them and in a sport like that it can be really conducive to great results but then at the same time i think that translates so much better to a sport like high rocks yeah absolutely absolutely and uh yeah like i'm 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 just laughing because i've a couple of my great great mates and uh, like best best mates are those type of characters and um and you know like it's funny because yeah i i've never i've i've never been a like how do i put this like even in business and and my my other aspects of life um i i guess i could say that um i hurt if i know that i've hurt someone else if that makes sense you're, you're empathetic yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, you're I am. Empathetic. Like, I, like you, you have a yeah. good emotional quotient. You're like, dude, if I'm fucking people over, that ain't right. It feels wrong, yeah. and that's a yeah. Uh, and like it's yeah, it's 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 crazy because like sometimes um, I feel like I'm 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 too emotional. Let's just <laughs> say sometimes, and I hate saying this. It's gonna go live soon, and people are gonna think that I'm. I'm a crybaby, but like to be honest, like yeah, I I just I just I just care, you know, I just care, and it, and you know, like I care for all humans, but you know, when like if we're talking about it, like I fucking care for my for my loved ones so much, and um, I've always been like that. 
I've always been empathetic. Yeah. It's, it's all right. So it's, you know, so you're not going out, you know, being emotional and, and being vulnerable. So we're going to fast forward really quick all right, yeah. to, to after the race in Manchester. Okay. It's, uh, it's the day after it's the doubles day and I'm standing there and it's been, you know, about 16 hours since it just had, a, I just had a terrible race and I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm talking to Vivian Tabuto and I'm like, I, I'm not somebody who cries that often. It happens from time to time. And I just started breaking down because I was like, I spent so much time and so much effort and took so much away from my wife and my kid to train for this stupid fucking sport. And I come yeah. here and I do like that. And all I did was hurt and cry because of the fact that I was like, I missed so much and took so much away from somebody else. Like, yeah, yeah it sucks that I was 14, but finishing 14th didn't hurt me nearly as much as it did to know that I was like, I had so many people that were on my side and I felt like a total letdown. And dude, I just started crying and I'm like, I'm like, I'm yeah. sitting here booing. I'm like, I don't know. I'm, like, yeah. I'm going to be okay. Just wait a minute. Like, <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's that same thing. You feel pain for what you might've taken from somebody else. Um, Correct. And, and, and like, well, and this is, you know, like flowing from that, uh, Scotty, like um, I talk and, and, and I, I, I love that my career and, you know, this, my Hyrox career to date, I talk about how it's not just a, a solo career. Like my partner, Georgie, is and, and, and is such a part of this, you know, journey with me. Um, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't like. I'll be frank. Like, I wouldn't want to do this. I, I honestly wouldn't want to do it. Um, so, what you're saying there, like, what happened with yourself in in Manchester? Um, you put so much effort into um, your your journey towards the world champs, and it wasn't just for yourself. It 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 was actually for your for your partner and and your baby and and that's what some people don't think about you know like i i'm the first to say like if it wasn't for georgie and even you know my mum my dad and my sister then all this stuff does not matter one one little bit it does not matter one little bit so i really appreciate that you can come out and you know say that as well yeah yeah, I mean, it's good to be to be open about your intentions with the sport and and just you know where your heart goes, particularly when you lose. Like when you win and yeah. when you lose at your high. And the two things that I remember is I remember my very first race winning, and I cried that day too because all I wanted to do was call Maria, my wife. She was not my wife at the time, but I was like, damn, I wish she was here right now. And then yeah. the, I go have the biggest loss of my career, and all I could think is, damn, I just wish she was here right now. And when you yeah. When you have that happen at your two simultaneously highest and lowest moments, you go, oh, that's the thing that really matters. Because yeah. it didn't matter if I won or lost this thing right here. There's something else that I wanted, and it was that person. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, or those people. Like, it can yeah. be more than just one individual. But still, you realize that, man, this once once they're gone, once that goes away, if there's no love between all like three components of me, the sport, and them – it's a broken triangle and this is a mess. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, mate, um, um, the one thing that I tell myself 
before every race. And even to the point where when we go into the the start tunnel, this is the the final thing I tell myself is that no matter what happens, I'm going home to Georgie and she's going to love me no matter what, whether or not I come first or last. And to that, like that is so key to me because it relieves the pressure of um the the performance and um I just love being able to tell myself that and and appreciate that because um yeah as I said if it wasn't for that and that moment and and being 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 uh being with her and and on and on this journey with her then as I just said it means it means nothing to me well you you function so much better from a place of peace than from a place of anxiety and I think you know there could be some folks who would say why would you tell yourself why would you make yourself complacent even like and I would say that's that doesn't make it should make you feel complacent it doesn't mean that you're gonna go out there and go actually none of this really matters in this moment but it does make you go you know what even if everything goes wrong I'm still okay and so many you can you can perform at a much higher level when you feel like it's okay if I fail because you don't have to be afraid to fail exactly exactly yeah 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 and and as as you would understand like like you seem like a type of person that just loves the process like to me like i'm 29 right and i've been the i've been my own experiment for years now and the one thing that i have kind of concluded is that I love the process of training for something more than actually the race. Um, and the process to me is the training um, and the the journey with Georgie and um, the journey with my family and, and everything about that. Um, and the race is just, and um, the race is just a celebration in the end. And, you know, like, and that, as I said, that's why I get to the start line and go, well, I've got no matter what, it, even if I'm the favorite to win, screw that. I've got nothing to lose here. Like, I've got everything to gain. So that's the kind of mentality that I have. And you've got, I'll say it, it's interesting because we're both very similar in that whole process oriented. I noticed that about myself super early on in, in running. Like, I just wanted to train. And I was like, bro. What do you do? I don't, I'm not ready to race yet. I can keep getting better. The training is where I'm getting better. And yeah, man. it wasn't that I was like, oh, I'm afraid to race. It was just like, man, this is, I got to taper and I got to do this. And I'm like, I, I could, I could keep training. Um, and now, yeah. of course, if you do never race, it's like, it's like they're saying, you can read as many uh, books as you want about golf, but it doesn't really matter to you swing a club. Um, it's kind of yeah. like that. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, yeah. But I will say you also, if, if you're able to come into a race with that much peace, that's impressive because as much as I know that like Maria does not give like two, two flying farts about how well I'm going to race out there. She's cheering for me. There's still, there's still pressure. It's still in there. I still feel it. Oh yeah. You can't get rid of you, you can get yourself to as peaceful as you can be, but you can't tell me at least not me. They're like, Dylan, you're going to be so relaxed before race. I'm pretty relaxed. I can lay down and eat a cookie and look like I'm chill. But on the inside, I'm like, I know what's coming and this is going to be disgusting. Yeah. yeah. 
And mate, like I love, I love that because you know, as you said, you can you can fit like I don't know, um, like your energy can be like very very chill and 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 very like uh, low key so to speak. But mate, like that competitive hunger, like just being so hungry for that for that competition, um, um, mate, I I I I just thrive off that thrive off it as well hey and and i mean we're gonna get to definitely how that played into you know you at these last world championships um and so before we progress all the way there tell me what when did high rocks catch your eye and how did it catch your eye um yeah great question because i i remember um uh seeing it or 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 first um kind of getting a grasp of what Hyrox was about two years ago and that was when like i i was following hunter to be honest on socials and 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 youtube and and i came i came across it through through the man the myth the legend hunter and um you know i i didn't I didn't really uh, go go deep and and uh, and really understand Hyrox or or what it was until about this time last year. Uh, this time last year, um, you know, I was going through some, I guess, changes in 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 life, and I kind of just went down a rabbit hole of of what can I focus on now um, with all aspects of life. And uh, you know, I gave up my my day job pretty much to to focus on an online training uh, business. And then I ultimately booked flights to go over to Birmingham and run in this high rocks race that I had kind of kind of seen. And um, mate, I was coming in so blind, um, so blind. And um, if I think about it, and and long story short, that was October last year. And ended up winning, and and ultimately, like I'm proud to say, I'm the first um, first debutant to crack the sixty minutes. Um, and I guess here I am now from from there. But it was it was just a really crazy kind of experience because found found Hyrox through Hunter two years ago. Had a look into it a little bit more in detail this time last year. Went over to Birmingham won that race and then like here i am now proud to say that i came eighth in the world so um yeah as i said you know um previously like it's i feel as if i'm just getting started as well and and it's funny similar trajectories for us so i find my first race i go race in dallas i win that race um now i was in like the pro wave they had a whole elite thing that day so if you want to throw me in the elite then i don't win the race but either way let's say Go race the pro race, win that. Now I'm at national championships, second place. Now I'm at worlds, yeah. and this is within this is within five months. I go from my first race to world championships as in sixth. And now was this I'm, last year? No, this was the year before. So in 2021, 2021, I race. I race in April. I race in June. I race in September. And by September, the night of September 11th, I'm sixth in the world, like that. Wow! And Crazy. again, a weaker field, a weaker field. <laughs> so. You you definitely had to come in. You came into a more mature sport, but still, I understand that surreal feeling of like, yeah, what the what just what's happened? going on? Um, Absolutely, and, and and then also that feeling of like, man, I can improve a lot. Yeah, um, and you you definitely can improve a lot. So, 
I know that's coming like on on the horizon. Yeah. So with that just trajectory on the sport, you know, you walk away and you're like, all right, I know that I can get better. And I know that I've got a lot of room to improve. But then also, you know, you're you're eighth in the world, but you weren't supposed to be on that starting line. And and you uh, there's a saying, you know, the best the best abilities availability. And you definitely were that on that day. So what prompted you to even fly to Manchester to, to be ready to race? Yeah, yeah, great question. Because um, I'll I'll uh, rewind to about uh, I guess March, April, uh, and I was I was placed. You know, uh, after my Birmingham like sub sixty, which was October, very early on in in the season, I was you know third or fourth ranked, and then slowly but surely I was pushed out, and um, I ended up needing to obviously try to get back into the elite 15 and i obviously that was my goal um so i ended up going up to, to uh to uh hong kong three weeks beforehand as as obviously a lot of people know that tom hogan and i went there to pretty much try to um compete to get into the elite 15 for the for the final time um, I guess before that, though, I ended up wanting to be a part of the world championship no matter what, due to the fact that, one, I told myself whether or not I'm going to be in the Elite 15 or not, I- I'm going to go and compete in in the age groups. Um, and, and on top of that, I had 12 athletes that I coach that were competing as well racing as well so like business wise it was a great opportunity to be there uh for my athletes um but obviously went to hong kong and obviously we all know that um hogan was able to cement his spot back into the elite 15 and i ended up um like after the race being placed 16th and i'll be honest like quite frank and honest like i was so gutted so gutted because what i was doing hopped on a plane from australia went to hong kong came 16th from hong kong went to um manchester and and not only you know spent a lot of money but the whole process there was um was uh was huge because i was kind of in my head like going into hong kong i was obviously confident that I was going to be able to produce a time to get back into the Elite 15. Obviously, afterwards, being 16th and being so close, I was I was gutted, mate. I was I was truly gutted. Um, and uh, you know, the story goes though, mate, like went went from Hong Kong to Manchester. I was in Manchester about 10 days before before World Champs. And and I did that because my athletes were there as well. So it was a great opportunity to catch up with them working on the fly as well um that whole time scotty the whole time something inside me was telling me to to be ready um even to the point where um and i'm laughing to myself that i emailed mintra a couple of times during that 10 days just to make sure that no one had dropped out you know i i heard the story that you know um last year Rich Ryan was placed 16th or 17th, but ended up uh, getting to race and ultimately came, what did he come, 7th? Um, yeah, Rich was 7th. He got in like last yeah. week because uh, Peter Schiller ended up dropping out, I believe. Yeah, correct. So, so 
I I had this. I kind of I I kind of manifested this whole scenario of of getting getting my spot. Um, and um, you know, even to the point. Well, fast forward to Friday, the Elite Fifteen race. Um, I woke up. Um, caught up with a couple of my athletes and it was about 9 a.m. And uh, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to um, make sure that no one has dropped out or there's no, you know, late, late dropouts or illness, et cetera. Messaged Mintra once again and said, Mintra, pretty much um, JK here, just wanted to let you know, I will be ready if there is a dropout even if it's five minutes before the race, I'll be ready. And she saw the message. It was on WhatsApp. So you, she, she read the message, no reply, um, which is fine, which is fine. Where we laugh about it now. Um, dur- during the Friday, though, like due to the fact that I was prepping for my Saturday um, age group race, I did a solid workout because I always like to train before <laughs> before the um like the, the the day before a race so with a couple of my athletes i went down to a gym and and did did a good 15 to 20 minute of compromised running and just you know a good shake out that was about midday and then um ended up going down to the race or going down to the uh expo at, at about 5 p.m and i remember i walked out my uh my accommodation and, and my hotel um, to then something inside me said, hang on, James, what are you doing? Go back and get your runners just and shorts just in case. So I was, I was pretty much leaving, ended up going back because there was something inside, like can't describe it, but there's something inside me just said, no, pack your runners, pack them. So I packed them in my bag and, um, about what was it? 6.30 or 6, uh, 6 p.m. Or, or no, sorry, 7 p.m. The girls started, so I was watching that. I ended up going through the opening ceremony. Girls started watching that with my best mate Freddie, and um, you know the girls were girls were halfway through, um, and it was about it was about 7:30. I ended up uh, I ended up uh, turning to Freddie. It was like, oh mate, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> um, so I went outside. Uh, ended up walking past your warm-up area. And, mate, I still remember the moment I turned around and noticed Tim Varnish, who was on the ground absolutely in tears and very, very, very emotional with his father. And um, with no disrespect to him, that moment signified that I was, if I wanted to, I was in the race. Um, That was 7.30. It only it, it took another 15 minutes for it to be finalised through uh, going back and forth with Christian and a couple of the other uh, managers, the Hyrox managers out there. And it was about 7.45 that Christian turned to me and said, you're in. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, we started at 8 or 8.10 or something like that. Started right past 8. And so I remember... I remember being in the warm-up room and them saying, hey, Tim's out. And the two people I was on the lookout for were you and Bo Willis because, or Wills, 
Hey, better not mess that up again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, He's gonna hate go. that. Oh, God. Hey, I corrected it on the spot. Don't let him. Yeah, Come yeah. On. Come on. I did a good <laughs> catch there. But uh, so I'm actually talking to a couple of the guys in the room. I'm like, yo, Tim's out. We need to go get one of those guys. And they're kind of like, I ah, just let it sit. Like, we're racing in 30 minutes. Then nobody's going to be ready. And I'm like, no, I think we need to go get one of those guys. And so I go out of the room, and that's where I see you at. And you said, I remember you saying to me, I said, hey, Tim's out. And you said, what do I do? I said, I don't know. Find somebody to hire Rocks and ask them if you can get in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, just ask them if you can get in. I said, what are they going to say? No. I was like, that's the worst it could be, and you're already not in right now. And so yeah. the next thing I know, the race is going off. And uh, I'll put this politely. You were beating me with a wet fish, basically. Um, I was nice. just getting thrashed. And, <laughs> dude, like, just talk about you just showed up prepared. And, like, I watched you race, and you were running well. And, like, because I had I had great, you know, I probably had the best spectator seats in the house, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> and so. Well, yeah. I, you, mate, like, you were killing it. Yeah. It's funny, like, reflecting on, on the whole um, journey, like, the well, the whole Friday and, and the whole race itself and, and what unfolded. But um, the one thing when Christian told me that I was in about 15 minutes before the race, Mate, the only thing that I cared about was, one, calling Georgie because she was back in Australia. So I didn't care about warming up. Like, I was going to be ready. So I remember calling her and, like, FaceTiming, and she didn't, and she didn't believe me. I was like, guess what? Um, I'm in. And, she, and it was, like, 6 a.m. Australian time. And, um, like, she thought I was joking because we joke a lot as well. So she's like, like, no, you're not. Like, anyway, called her. Told her we're in, or oh, and uh, mate, I didn't warm up. But like honestly, I I didn't warm up at all. And would you, that, would you even and, would you even need to? You probably had enough adrenaline no. right then that if they were like, hey, Absolutely. actually, you're gonna bare knuckle fight a gorilla, you'd have been like, I could probably take him. Like, bet on me, not the gorilla. I am ready. Absolutely. Um, you know, and and you know, ten maybe five minutes before the race, like like just another little story. Like it was the first time I met Hunter. And um, he turns, like, I'm like, hey, mate, like, Jane's here. And he goes to me, oh, I heard, I heard you're in. Uh, you, you're going to get ready? I'm like, I'm standing there, like, in my kit. And I'm like, I am ready. He's like, no, you're not. You look like a hobo. <laughs> and I'm like, mate, well, get, get stuffed. I'm, I'm ready to rumble. But um, <laughs> you better not lose to a fucking hobo then. Like, Yeah, exactly. But, mate, um, you know. Three, two, one, the gun goes off. And um, I still remember the whole race. Like, personally, I just, I was, I loved it. Like, I, I had nothing to lose, um, everything to gain. And I I just enjoyed and loved the whole race. Um, and, mate, I don't know if you still remember this, but um, I've got a very similar mentality towards racing a Hyrox. Um, uh, a very similar one like yourself where, and I've heard you talk about it, um, where I'm, I'm the first to say for myself as an athlete, knowing myself, uh, the race doesn't start until I hop off the rower. The race does not start. And I remember you, I think you posted about, posted about this, about, you know, first three stations, you know, be smooth. And then after that, we hunt 
And I still remember jumping on the roller next to you. Oh, sorry, I was on the roller. You jumped on next to me. I still remember turning to you. Like, I don't know if you remember this, but I was like, I really wanted you to fucking like really think to yourself or or or, or have the courage to to really understand like, nah, it's it's just getting started. And to me, like, I was placed, I think I was placed 12th or 11th on the rower. And I still remember, like, jumping off the rower and and having your mindset of, like, nah, we're just getting started here. I'm hunting now. And, you know, like, that, that, that's, and that's what I did. Um, I ended up obviously coming eighth and hunting down a couple. And, and uh, um, yeah. I just loved it, man. Dude, I'm glad that 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 mindset transpired over you. I got onto the rower, yeah. started pulling. I think I was pulling 149, 151 to start. And I mean, like up until that point, all I had been doing was just fighting my body. Like it just so many times it was like, we're quitting. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's like, but we're quitting. Yeah. And I'm like, no, we're not quitting. We got to get really? going. Dude, so many times I got off like the third link to the burpee broad jumps and stood up and like, I just started getting dizzy. Oh shit. I'm going to pass out on it. Like everything was going terribly and so i get on the rower and i see you you're pulling about 149 148 and i get on and i'm like just match him just match him just match him yeah and i just feel the lactic acid just start to fill up and 149 goes to 51 to 53 to 55 i'm like shit like this is so this is how this is how it's gonna be yeah like the rest yeah. of this so i'm glad you could hunt because uh your boy was limping i was like yeah you're gonna have to bring some food back i'm gonna go gather berries or something i ain't hunting today <laughs> well, so just just quickly on that did oh, mate knowing you already like you would have thought about the reasons why you 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 would have gone through so many different scenarios and stuff like can you the, pencil pencil in why your body was just not able to produce it on game day um it's the first time that's really happened and the only thing i can think is that I was underlyingly sick and didn't know yet. Um, right. Because immediately when I got back to the States, I got sick twice in a week. And I right. never, like, I never get sick. I'm like, yeah. And whatever. I flew home, hit me Monday. I was like, man, I'm messed up. Tuesday started to come back, Wednesday sick again. I'm like, maybe something was sitting on me that I didn't know about. Yeah. And when I tried to, you know, it would let me do low efforts. It's like, hey, you can, for the second you want to try to max out or anything or put your heart rate up, we're going to send it to the moon. Um, yeah that's all yeah. i can guess i just handled the travel poorly and my immune system got shot and i got sick that's all i can think yeah my fitness i was fit like that's yeah, not a man. question i know i was fitter than what i put out so i don't even question that but it was definitely a something was off and it was just a war with my body that day that you know ultimately i did win i'll be honest like if my body would have won i would have dropped out like yeah it didn't we got to the finish line it exactly started. yeah but um yeah. no I'm glad that you were able to take something that I put out there into the world. You're like, I'm going to hunt. <laughs> and yeah, and you absolutely, did. You your way into the top eight that puts you on the podium. Yep. And so you're standing up there. They've called your name. James Kelly, Australia, last man. in, got in 15 minutes before the race. And what's your, like, where's your head at? What are you thinking? Well, first of all, like, you know, like, I, yeah, I, one, it was just so surreal. The, as I said, the, the whole Friday night race to then obviously, being being placed eighth and being being uh, on the podium. Um, what am I thinking? Like I was so um, I don't know how to. I, 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 all I was thinking was about 
Georgie and I wish she was here with me. That's the first thing that kind of came came over me. Um, and the second thing, mate, and this is how, I don't know, like, if most people are like this, but as soon, even as soon as the race ended and the whole weekend ended, um, all I could think about is, like, what's next? <laughs> um, because as we've just discussed the last 40 minutes, like, doing what I did on at, at the World Champs by being ranked 16th, getting called in 15 minutes during the late, the uh, 15 minutes before the race, and then coming eighth. Yeah, like, I'm so proud of that. But as soon as that's done, um, like, people forget, and I'm just a normal dude, and I'm I'm back to the drawing board. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you know, I'm so proud of my effort that, that night and what I did, but it means, like, I'm not saying it means nothing to me, but, man, like, you're only as good as your last race and you're only as good as your last effort. And, and like, to go back to your question of what, what was going through my head, I remember walking back to my hotel early Saturday morning after a few beers with Hunter and Tom Hogan. Um, and I was, I was already thinking about, I just can't wait for next season. I just can't wait for my next race because like, it doesn't stop. Like, um, for me, it's the process that I love. So I guess that's what I was thinking. That's understandable. That's a very, uh, there's a, it's a well-known football coach over here, you know, in, in America, University of Alabama, Nick Saban. And that's almost exactly how he is. Nick Saban, they win championships after championships at Alabama. And the second they win the the next the first the championship, second it comes across. Okay, scoreboard's up. We won. He's thinking about recruiting. All right, who am I going to get for next yeah. year? All right, how are we going to win this again? Yeah. And, and it's, yeah. it's very much and there's 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 pros and cons to that. There's the pro of like, yeah. man, you're so focused, you know, that all you can think about is like, hey, okay, I can do better. Like, let's go get it. But there's also there, there's a guy that I think about often, not from the High Rocks world, but from the DecaFit world. I raced with down at West Palm Beach, all right? And he finished 10th that day, and he put in a time that would have gotten him into the World Championships, all right? Just a, would have been two months later. A couple weeks later, he has an, uh, a work accident. He's been in a wheelchair since. And, like, wow. I think about him all the time because I think about – and I think some of it's the selfish part of going, that could be me. Like, you can see yourself so clearly – in another individual that does something very similar to you. And when you see that get taken away in a moment, you go, oh, shit, I should have been really thankful for, you know, the, the races that I've had and the places that yeah. I've won. And let's not lose sight of like, yeah, there's a vision of going forward and, and wanting to chase the next race. But the only thing that has ever been a given are the things that have happened. And so take a moment. And, and even if it's just this podcast where we talk about this race, if this is your moment where you reflect on it and go, damn, that was a good day. Like, wow, that's a yeah. lot. And just love that moment for just a minute Yeah. before you move on because and that next race might never come. Right. So true. And I love, I love that analogy because, yeah, it's not as if I'm, I didn't take a moment, especially in the moment on that, like during that weekend, especially. Of course I did. Like, but, um, yeah, like life, life throws curveballs. Like life, life, uh, life doesn't care. You know, if that makes no, sense. Like it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. 
life does not life care. moves if on if you're a good person bad person doesn't matter life's just it's just gonna happen yeah so yeah it's a um and that's what keeps me humble i guess and i'm proud to say that because like whether on yeah it's it it keeps me humble and and hungry um and hungry for just better um and I, i'm the f- I'm I'm the first to say that I personally think that one of the sole reasons why I, I love fitness and health is because there's no end point. Like no matter who you are, I don't care if you've won ch- world championships for years. Like you are not that to me there is no pinnacle. There's no 100%. There is no such thing. Like because there is always better. There's always stronger. There's always fitter. There's always faster. There's always healthier. Um, and I think, like, having that mindset, there can be some cons. But also, like, I think I wouldn't be standing here today talking to you if I didn't have that mindset. No, and this is definitely not me saying, oh, get rid of the mindset of I can be better no. tomorrow. That's, that is that is yeah. not, definitely not what I'm getting at. Um, yeah, it can even be, let's say, I mean, we have athletic peaks in our career and then you're going to go down, but cool thing about fitness and everything is what you're comparing, even on the downslope, what you're comparing yourself to is if I do this tomorrow, me will be here. If I don't do this tomorrow, me will be here. Even if it's less than what it was in the, in the past, it's still better than what the potential downfall in the future can be. And that could be the difference between being present for experiences and not being able to be there at all. Correct. So it does never end. Yeah. And like I'll just give you like a prime example of 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 this. Um, the I said earlier, like I've been my own best experiment for years, and reflecting and and reflecting on what I've just done in my first high rock season, um, I've reflected and I've decided um, to change a lot because. Um, I thought I was training the right way or the right way for myself, but mate, I'll, I'll like I, as I said to you, like I I feel like I've just started because um, I've taken away so much positives. On I've come eighth in the world with what I've done, what what I did, but I wasn't training, and and my process was not that not that. Um, in line with what um a high rocks athlete should be doing so mate like um it's phenomenal because um as i said my my myself as as the experiment and having the data that i have now it makes me so it makes me so hungry and makes me so um so excited for the future and you know on that the future for me is very simple um i've been training for a marathon which is next weekend um so i've got uh i've got a the cans marathon on sunday next sunday and then ultimately that go that uh, flows into the first high rocks in uh in australia which is sydney on august 12th and then um my partner georgie and i are moving to europe and the reason behind that is simple. Simple. It's more like why not more than why. Um, and due to the fact that I'm going to be over there, mate, like I'm going to be able to to race as much as I want. 
So um, it's just amazing that I've been I've been my own coach for so long with a lot of help along the way. But that's just because I'm I'm so in love with being my own experiment, <laughs> if that makes sense. And I think you understand that because I think you're exactly the same. <laughs> no, I do understand. I always say like, hey, people can coach me in like technique and how to work on things like that, but you do not want to program for me. I'll be like the worst individual to try to deal with because I love to tinker with stuff and like try new things. Oh, mate, same. So yeah. this means for you, the next time that we see, which we're, we're going to come off a of marathon training here. And what's your goal for that? Do you have one? Or are you just like, I just want 26.2 on the legs? Yeah, look, like, I'll be honest with you. I've only had six weeks to train for it because when I came back from Manchester, World Champs, um, that that was only six weeks or five weeks ago. So I haven't had the, the best preparation. I'll be the first to say, but mate. Well, um, I agree. <laughs> yeah, well, like, but like, I'll be honest with you. Um, when I was 19, 20 years of age, I did six marathons in 18 months. Um, and my best was a two hours and 50 uh, minute marathon. Um, and it's amazing how uh, quickly my body has been able to um, get back into long, slow running or, or ma- let's just say marathon preparation. So, um, without like without knowing exactly, because I'll be honest, I haven't done a run over thirty-two kilometers. So at the end of the day, like the marathon doesn't lie. I might get to bloody thirty-two or thirty-five k, and uh, it might hit me there. But right now, I reckon I'll be able to to go just under sub sub three. Yeah, um, if all goes well. And you know what though, mate? Like I'm like the reason why I wanted to do the marathon was because I've learned that in preparation for a high rocks season, I'm not gonna say race, high rocks season, um, if you have time, periodizing long, slow running is so crucial. Yes. Um, so that's the reason. And also, um, it's a great chance for my partner, Georgie, and I to nip away for a weekend, see her brother, and have a great weekend together because she's she's uh, she's been on this ma- ma- this marathon prep journey with me. She's on the her first half marathon as well. So um, those were the reasons why I, I wanted to do the marathon. And and if I do a sub three or not, doesn't really bo- it doesn't really bother me, although. Uh, it bothers As, you. I see that. Yeah, I see the yeah. turning. Don't you? I was about to say, don't, mate. Don't like, say, I, you've got a goal. Your goal is sub three. Yeah. We figured it out. We know what you want to. Yeah, it's funny, mate. Because oh, what you just said previously about like as soon as the gun, oh, like as soon as the gun goes off on Sunday, I'll be hunting for that sub three, mate. Dude, just, I'll be hunting. As yeah. so, so I did. I raced. I did a very again similar to you. I did High Rocks Worlds in September of 2001. I raced, this was the year they had the Boston Marathon in October instead of April. So month, month and a half later, raced the Boston Marathon. Um, uh, say what? Yeah, wow. Like what yeah. time did you do? 2.51 and change. Um, Unreal. Yeah, so I had run one before that. I'd run 2.47.59 to qualify and then just like came off of High Rocks. My, ta- my training for it was racing 
a Spartan trifecta weekend. I was like, that'll be like my wow. I'll just race a beast yeah. and the next day I'll race two more races. And if I can do that, I can run the Boston Marathon. So yeah. So dude, go out. My biggest thing for you is not knowing, like, hey, I haven't gone that distance yet. Take it out at like 420 Ks and just mm. sit there. Just sit there and be smooth. Sit. And then just sit there for the first 16 miles. And then after that, yeah. the next 10, if you're feeling it, start cooking. Yeah, mate. That, mate that, that's exactly my mindset. And that's exactly what I told myself um, after my, my last long run yesterday was that's exactly what I'm doing. Yep. 420 Ks, 420Ks. Yep. And until 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 it really starts. Yep, right you know, around 30, 30, 32 kilometers, you know, like I'm really oh it gets me excited. <laughs> Dude, you're gonna I I look forward to keeping up with you and the results for that. And so then you'll come yeah. from there August twelfth. We'll see you again on the high rock stage. And yeah. then we'll see you a bunch in Europe. Yeah. That's uh yeah, correct, mate. And uh my partner Georgie and I uh leave for Europe on August fifteenth. So okay, um, yeah, yeah. So um, it's exciting, mate, and and it'll it'll it's exciting to see what us Aussies can do, uh, like in a high rocks race. It's obviously the first one in in Sydney and and whatnot, and and the, and the, mate, there's going to be some great athletes that are um, I'll be going toe to toe with. Is, is it um, the guy that I'm? Is, is there a guy on the top of your mind that I'm also thinking of this race in this race? Big name, not in this sport. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. James, uh, James, James Avery. Avery. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. I'm and you know what? Like, him. yeah, I'm, I'm excited because, um, not necessarily because he's got the. Let's just say, like, um, like, like. Sorry, I'll, I'll just rephrase that. He's got so much potential in this sport, more so because he's been there, done that in, in competition. Like, you can tell he's. He's a hungry bastard for for competition and and uh, and just getting the most out of himself. Not necessarily great runner or you know you know what I mean. Like he's no, just been there. He's, got, that, a, he's so. got an engine too. He's got he's oh, really, he's done everything from high high level CrossFit to Ironmans in like the ten hour exactly. pos- maybe maybe flirted with ten hours. Like I think he did. Yeah, yeah. I he broke his neck right before racing that race. Go like that was such a it's like a 48 minute thing that I watched on that. And honestly, dude, I got done watching, I was like, James Newbers, he's a fucking superhero. Like, yeah, man. Absolutely. I'm sorry. So somebody, somebody get this man a cape. Like, what is going on here? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, but not but not only him, mate. There's gonna be some there's gonna be some athletes. There's gonna be some absolute machines coming coming in. Obviously, we all know that um first the first high rocks race is an unknown for everyone. Yep. Absolute everyone. No matter how you've uh trained. So yeah, I might take a few races for um them to come out, but yeah, I'm I'm super excited for it. Well dude, I I really look forward to, you know, following both how you do it with your marathon. I'll be tracking along, making sure yeah, you man. keep steady that pace. If I see if I see the first couple of Ks at like four flat, <laughs> I, you you better know there's gonna be an IG message waiting for you going yeah, um, yeah, fast and you know it. <laughs> um so we'll be watching that. I'll be trying to keep up with your race um, on the twelfth. I'll be racing that day as well, just a different event. Um, right, and dude, it's been it's been wonderful chatting with you. I'm great that I'm really happy that we were able to you know line this up. Same, mate. Out. Yeah, um, dude. Is there just as we finish anything you want to shout out? Um, just plug anything like that to finish off the podcast. 
Mate, just just JK Hybrid Training on uh, JK underscore Hybrid Training on Instagram. Um, love coaching all my athletes across the world now. So if you wanted to talk about training or or coaching, please uh, please hit me up. Um, apart from that, mate, love what you do, and uh, as you just said, super super grateful that we're able to get this conversation. Um, and what's your what's your race on August twelfth? Yeah, so I'm going to do this competition in West Virginia called Rally in the Valley. It's going to be like a mix, oh, yeah. So, yeah, like some CrossFit, some hybrid trail running. Like, dude, I don't know. I'm just throwing myself into the fire and seeing what happens. Yeah, perfect, man. Perfect. So we'll see what goes on there. But um, yeah, again, great talking with you and everybody. JK Hybrid Training. If you want to be ready for a high rocks 15 minutes before it starts, this is the man to have sure. you ready for it. That's that's what his training plan says, at least. Yeah, that's right. Always ready. Always All right, ready. brother. Have a, have a great rest of your Monday. Thanks, bro. your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.